If fear ever controls your decision, it's a wrong decision. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm your host, Alicia Sharp, and today on the show, we have with us John Maxwell. This is his first time on the show, and I'm excited because he has a great message on how to feed your faith. The first part, we, this, this message is going to be two parts, and the first part is about fear and how when the Israelites went to spy out the promised land, how most of them saw giants, and they saw that they were grasshoppers in their eyes, and they couldn't do anything, and they were defeated, and basically they didn't trust God, except for Caleb and Joshua. So what happened was they ended up wandering around in the promised land for 40 years until that generation died out, except for Caleb and Joshua. They actually got to see it. And so John Maxwell is actually talking about that story as we get into his clip today. Here's John. Never let fear decide your future. Never go into the future deciding on what you're going to do and what's gonna happen based upon the fears in your life. Because that's exactly what happens in the story. And so what happens because they let fear control their future and make their decision? Well, it's simple. They wander in the wilderness for 40 years. They miss out on the very best that God had for them, the the promised land, and and they died in the wilderness. They, They died in the wilderness. And you know what I've always asked? There's nothing biblically that tells me, pro or con on this, but I've, because I, this story is a, an incredible human interest story. I, I've, I've had to believe that while the parents were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, I mean, they're going nowhere. They're, they just keep, they're just doing circle eights and going in circles. That's all they're doing. You, you have to believe that the parents sit down with their kids and, and said, I, I don't want you to do what I did. Let me tell you the reason, because don't the kids, don't you think kids ask, well, you know, what are kids always asking? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And think about it. Are we there yet? Well, are we there yet? Well, wow, we were here last year. Oh, my gosh, we're going around in circles. Why are we going around in circles? Honey, I got to tell you something. I let fear control my decision. And when fear ever controls your decision, it's a wrong decision. Now, how, how do these people, how do they feed their fears? I mean, because that's exactly what they did. They started kind of with a little fear, and after a while, they, I mean, it became a big fear. How did they do that? Well, there are two things that they did that I think really caused the third thing, but, but let, let me give it to you right now. First of all, people that feed their fears, like the people here, they, they forgot the past. They forgot the past. In other words, they forgot what God had done for them. Now, what's amazing is, wow, God did some amazing things for them. In fact, I get very baffled at this part of the story because I ask myself, how, how, could, they, how, how could they forget? How could they forget? I mean, how could they have forgotten about the fact that they were slaves? I mean, they didn't have their own life. They're making mud bricks every day and, and, and building homes and, and, and buildings for, for, for this incredible, powerful nation on earth, the most powerful nation at that time, Egypt. I mean, how could they have forget that they were slaves? How could they have forgotten the day that Moses came? How could they have forgotten the words of, of Moses to Pharaoh, let my people go? How could they have forgotten the plagues? 
How, how could they have forgotten how that hard-hearted Pharaoh finally just could resist it no more and said, the people can go? And how could they have forgotten as Moses takes them to the Red Sea and the rod, and boy, they cross over and, and, and they're safe. And how could they have forgotten how the waters just how the Egypt, Egyptian soldiers perished? I mean, how could they have forgotten all this stuff? I mean, this didn't happen like 20 years ago. It just, just happened a couple months ago. How could, how could they have forgotten? You see, there's a tendency for us to think that the people of fear just kind of forget the little things. Let me tell you something. People of fear, they forget the big things. And, and in fact, let me tell you something. When I look at what they saw God do, I've never seen God do this stuff. I mean, hello? I, I, I've never seen God bring plagues on people. I've asked for it a couple times, but it didn't happen. Huh? I, I've, I, I've, 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 never, I, I've never seen miracles like that. I've never, I mean, I've never seen water just parts and you could walk. I mean, I, honestly, honestly, I've either had to go by boat or bridge. I, I've never seen anything they saw. See, see, here's what I want you to, when fear grips your life and when fear controls your life, the best that God can give you will be forgotten. They forgot the past. The second thing is they became satisfied with the present. Isn't this interesting? Instead of going into the promised land, the flowed with milk and honey, where they brought these big poles back with the grapes and the pomegranates and the figs and things like they had never seen before, they decided, they decided that they would, they would stay in the wilderness. There, there was no comparison. There was no comparison at all. But yet fear will make you Settle for less. When you become satisfied with the present, you're not going to move into the future. Sad is that day for any person when they become absolutely satisfied with the life they're living, the things they're thinking, the deeds they're doing, until there ceases to be forever beating at the door of their soul a desire to do something greater for God. And yet that's exactly where they were. They're wandering in the wilderness, they're doing figure eights, and, and, and basically they're saying, you know what? Um, I, I think this will do. I, I think the wilderness will do. Think of it. Children of God, destined for a promised land, living in the wilderness. They became fearful of the future. Now, now there's, a great, there's a great illustration here that I don't want us to miss. When God brings us to a place that he wants us to go forward and grow in, when God brings us to a test, and we decide, we make a decision, you know what, I don't think I want to do that. Nah, I'm going to back off of that. Let me tell you what God will do. God will let you wonder. God will let you wonder in the wilderness for 40 years. We know that. There's a, this is a biblical story. He, he'll, he'll just let you, hey, he'll let you do your own thing. He'll let you live where you want to live. He'll let you do what you want to do. He'll let you have what you want to have. He'll let you just be satisfied. He'll let you wander in the wilderness. You just wander in the wilderness and just kind of keep going around in circles. But let me tell you something. When they finished wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, where did God take them? He took them right back to the place that they said no to God 40 years ago. Listen to me. God will never let you skip the lessons he has for you. Oh, you can avoid them. You can wander through them. You can, you, you can, you can delay them. 
But, 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 but when you're ready to get with it and when you're ready to grow and when you're ready to, to be that person that God really wants you to be and you're ready to, you're ready to move forward and you're ready, you're ready to go to the promised land, let me tell you what God always does. God always brings you and me right back to the place of disobedience. And he asks us the same question that we were asked 40 years ago. He just looks at us and says, okay, I brought you back there. Could I ask you the question again? Would you like to go over to the promised land? Now, we're talking about people full of fear, and we're talking about how contagious they were. This is a story where, I mean, they were really contagious. David, could you just throw me a bottle of water here? That, that one right there will be fine. Thank you very much. So, so here we go. First of all, do, do we all not know somebody just like this, huh? Like the 10 spies. I mean, it's kind of like, ooh, they, they live right next door to me. Now, now the, 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 let's make sure. So my favorite kind of like fear story, I, I had to pull this one out of the mothballs. I hadn't told this story for, I don't know, seven or eight years. But I love it, and you'll, you'll enjoy this. So it's about a barber who, who is a person full of doubts and fears and negativism. So he's got one of his customers in his chair, and, and so they're starting to talk, and, and his customer says, I'm going to Rome tomorrow. And the barber said, oh, I used to live in Italy. He said, uh, t- tell me about it. He said, what, what air carrier are you going over? And the guy told him his flight, and he said, oh, I wish you weren't on that air carrier. Um, you know, their safety record's not real strong. And, and, and they're late a lot. They're late a lot, and the seats are very uncomfortable. I, I really wish you weren't going on with that air carrier. And where, where are you going to stay? And the guy told him the hotel. I said, oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> you stay at that hotel? I know that hotel really well. Service is terrible. I just hope you get towels. I just hope you get towels. He said, well, what are you going to do when you're there? The guy said, well, I, I said, really? I'm, we're supposed to have a sales meeting a couple mornings from now, and, 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 and we're going to present this plan, and we, we just hope that, you know, we're hoping to really do good and sell well. And everybody and said, oh, my gosh, I wish you weren't doing that. He said, you just don't know Italians. They, they talk, but they don't buy. They talk, but they don't buy. They, they don't talk. And, and the guy in the chair, he's just, he just getting as low as he can go. And he's just mumbling to himself, Pope. And the person said, did I hear you say Pope? Yeah, yeah. What, what about the Pope? Well, since I was over, already over there, I was just hoping I could see the Pope. And the person starts laughing. said, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, you, you know nothing. You, only important people see the Pope. Pope isn't going to go see you. Oh, my gosh, you've got a whole waste of drink. You're going to sell to people who don't want to buy. You're going to see Pope isn't going to go see you. Uh, you aren't going to get towels. And, he just, and, and, you know, the guy just slinks out of the barber shop. A month later, he's back in the same chair. Barber said, well, how'd it go? Oh. The guy says, it was amazing. He said, you know that air carrier you told me not to go on? Left on time. Fell asleep. The landing was so smooth, the flight attendant had to wake me up. We arrived 30 minutes early. It was amazing. We, and, and the hotel, remember the hotel? The, you know, he, he said, when I walked up to the front of the hotel, the service people were there with fresh towels for me. Just, I've never had to have, just handed me, before I even registered, they just handed me these towels. And, and, and then I registered and he said, I went and I got in my room and got out on the balcony. I could see the Vatican from my balcony. He said the next morning he went to my sales thing, 
about an hour and a half into it, the Italians loved it. They said they wanted not only what we had, but they wanted to have orders. We got to go back next month. Best sales meeting I've ever had. And he said, highlight of the trip, got to see the Pope. The barber said, you saw the Pope? You, I, I've never met anybody who saw the Pope. Oh my gosh, tell, tell me about it. You, you saw the Pope? What did he say? What, what happened? Tell me, I've never met anybody who saw the Pope. Tell me about it. Well, the guy said, they, they brought me in this kind of long room, red carpet, gilded gold, and at the far end, the Pope sat. And he said, I just walked slowly toward him and he said, I, the closer I got, the more humbled I felt. And he said, by the time I got to him, I just went to my knees. It was just all I knew. And he put out his hand, and I kissed his ring, and I said, oh, your holiness, your holiness, your holiness. He said, he took his hands and put it on my head to bless me. My son, my son, where did you ever get such a lousy haircut? <laughs> That was John Maxwell, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under John Maxwell, How to Feed Your Faith, Not Your Fears. Also, you can find out more information about him at his website, johnmaxwell.com. He has some amazing resources, different trainings and teachings, and he is just a very gifted leader. Well, that is all I have for you today. I hope you have a wonderful day today, and we will see you again tomorrow for Fun Friday. God bless you.